So keep them in prayer. Uh, keep those others that's not here for one reason or another. So as we've already prayed in that regard. If you would, open your Bibles to Acts chapter 1 as we begin. As we started last week, uh, a message. And I'm going to, uh, as you turn to your Bibles, welcome those on the Internet, uh, our website. And welcome those on Facebook. Uh, we've had the opportunity to open some doors there that God has allowed us to, and those can listen freely. And we welcome the family of NCF that's outside the realm of here, or maybe they're not part of NCF, but they're part of the family of God. We welcome you this morning. Can you say amen, church? Amen. Hopefully they heard that. I don't know if they did. Nathan's going, eh, okay. <laughs> but uh, we are glad you're here. Uh, the title of the message, part two, The Witness. The witness, and we want to talk about how that I truly believe in 2017, this is the year of the witness, and we want to give down some areas and understand, but let's go to the Word of God, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, very familiar scripture, if you've been around church, if you've been around preaching enough, you've heard this scripture, stand for the reading of God's Word, and the beginning part of the message, but keep your Bibles handy, because we will be going to other scriptures. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Can I get a witness? Amen. And you may be seated. We want to talk just briefly of what a witness uh, does and what the, the witness is uh, given. Jesus said this is what's going to happen to the church, to those that is going to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, to not only, as, I, as my brother has said, in the dark times, in the areas where it seemed like no good news. But, Chris, you are right. We have good news. Oh, that should be an amen. amen without a shadow of a doubt. No matter what it looks like or feels like, no matter what the, our senses are, are looking at, God has called us to be a witness. A witness declares, testifies of, of what's happened or what you have seen. Aren't you glad that he saved you? Yeah. Aren't you glad he's given you the spirit of God? Aren't you glad he's called you to be his witness to the world, to those around you? It's not time to look down. It's time to look up. We need to look to our Savior. He's given us a mandate. Go into all the world and be a witness. Declare his goodness. Look what the Lord has done. I'm a new creation, a new creature in Christ. I'm somebody different from those things of old have passed away. They become dead. You need to have a funeral. Those things are dead. The old man is gone. New man. Today is January the 8th. How many of you know what the number eight means? New beginnings. New beginnings. And new beginnings. Thank God. I don't know if that's prophecy for you because some of you need new beginnings. Need a, a new reset. Need something that can say, hey, I need to get back on track where it needs to be. God's called us all to be witnesses. And with that, in the last days we're living in, God is going to ask of us more and more to witness of who he is, not of what the church is, not of what this uh, a name of a pastor that you've got, but the name of Jesus. Witness unto me, he says. And that's what we must understand. Go to John chapter 1, as we did last week, and we want to deliver just a little bit 
after John gave a divine uh, call of a divine witness, which is Christ himself, he came to a witness that was a man. We'll read two verses, but keep your Bibles handy because we want to go a little bit deeper in some things here this morning. Because I truly believe God's going to require and ask us to be a witness more now than ever before. Our children need it, church. Amen. Our communities need it. Yes. Everywhere I turn around, I, the, the, the devil raises his ugly head. And as we have been placed here, as God has called us here, in the center of Warsaw, and yeah, this is a central area. If you look around it, and we've looked at the maps, we're right in the center. God has placed us in the center of Warsaw to be a witness. Last few years, we've had a man that was just murdered over here, just a block away from us. A lady that was raped trying to go to a, a uptown here. A, a lady that tried to commit suicide because mentally she wasn't stable. We've had drugs. We have a man tried to break in this building. You don't think we don't live amongst some areas we need to be praying about and be a witness for? They need to know that God is still alive and he still rules and there's still a savior that can deliver. That's the good news. But let's read from John chapter 1, verse 6. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. John became that witness. He was a forerunner, the one that came in. But the Bible also says before Jesus Christ would come up on the scene that Elijah would come forth. Elijah would be speak, speaking and bringing forth some things. And the Bible says that he had the spirit of Elijah. He was one that was filled with the Holy Ghost from his mother's womb. As we alluded to last week, when G Mary came, that she was pregnant with Jesus and saw John the Baptist's mother. And when she saw and spoke, the babe leaped. We see that Josephus, that was a historian, recorded that the babe possibly, we could presume, may have been stillborn. But how many knows Jesus came to give us life? He may not have had to speak one iota, but it's not out of the flesh. It's not out of touching people. It's out of the spirit. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, say the Lord. God wants to touch lives and hearts and bring deliverance. Thank God for that. But we see here a man sent from God. Say sent. And God is sending us. As we read from Acts chapter 1, verse 8, go ye, send you. I'm sending you. You are an extension of who I am. Now is not the time to look around and say, what's my purpose? My purpose is to be a witness everywhere I go. Amen. John was a sent from God. This word sent is the same word that was given to the apostles. And it means that sent, one who was sent. It also means that he became his purpose for a witness. That was his purpose. When your purpose is done, God's going to take you home. But let me say this. You're not done yet. Touch your neighbor and says, you're not done yet. I think it's time to reconnect. It's time to get in tune with what God has for you. God's got a call for us everywhere we go until we're done. We ain't home yet. When we're done, Jesus said it is finished. He was done at an early age. He, he was done. But his ministry's not done. He's still making intercession for you and I. He's standing in the gap for you and I. We need to be the witness of who he is. He wants to stand in the gap for many people. 
Praise God. He fulfilled the scripture. The spirit was on John to be their witness. The spirit of God is on us as Jesus said would be. In other words, uh, before the uh, dignitary, before anybody that comes in, that's the star person, whatever it may be, how you want to put it. There's always one that comes and prepares the way. In other words, they become the lesser one. John the Baptist says, I must decrease that he may increase. In other words, before the greater one comes, there's always that one that is a little bit lesser, that is down in that lesser area, but he prepares the way. You know what we're preparing the way for? Jesus to come back as the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is going to come, church, and we are here set to prepare the way, to declare who he is. He is the light of the world. Darkness is all around us, but we stand as the light of the world because he gave us that ministry. Praise God. You know what witness does? It testifies as a witness. It declares who Jesus is. You become a divine witness. Let me tell you, though, in John, it says that he declared the witness of the light. You know what he was telling us? Light became approachable. Light became approachable. A lot of people couldn't come close to God because of the glory of God. But now we see, see even Moses, when he come down from the mountain, had to put a veil on his face that they couldn't see him because of the glory. But now Jesus comes in and John says, I'm a witness of the light. He said, I'm making you know that you can approach the throne room of grace and with not under uh, things that kind of hold you back. But because the light has held people back, now it's approachable. Thank God for the light. Aren't you glad for the light of God? We see that last week we talked about the birth of John and how that when Mary come in and how that we see that she was in the trimester of her carrying the child, that at that point, that's the third. Try is three. We see death, burial, and resurrection because when the babe leaped, life came in. Can you imagine carrying something that you never thought was going to come to pass? Some of you have had, and I spoke last week, some of you have had dreams that you've been carrying for a long time. God has given you dreams and, and given you prophecies, and you've been carrying it for a long time, but you said, it seems like it's dead. I'm telling you, one word from Jesus can make that thing come to life again. And I'm telling you, God wants to renew in you today, this year. This is a new beginning, a restart. This is where we kind of reconnect some things. Starting point from now on, from this year, from not only this year, from the rest of the time until we go home, that we need to reconnect to the things of God. We are witness of him. Amen. The birth of John came. And when it came, we're going to see some things that happen because now he's, he's been made. Go to Luke chapter 1, if you would, please. Luke chapter 1. You know, when John leaps, let me give you a little uh, nugget here. It was a witness. It was a witness. He witnessed who Jesus was. He didn't leave. He didn't move in the mother's womb until all of a sudden Mary walked in carrying the babe Jesus. Salutations come from Mary. Elizabeth then heard and she all of a sudden the babe leaped. And the Bible says he was filled with the Holy Spirit from that point on. It brought life. It brought power. And that's what's happened to every single one of us. But let's go to Luke chapter 1. Go down to verse 56. 
If you're there, say amen. amen. If you're not, we'll have it on the overhead so you can follow along. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her house. Now Elizabeth's full time came for her to be delivered and she brought forth a son. When her neighbors and relatives heard how the Lord had shown great mercy to her, they rejoiced with her. Elizabeth's time came. She was an old age. It's a miracle in itself that she was able to give birth. It was a miracle that the father, Zacharias, was able to help get a child to come forth. But we see this, but her son was brought forth. Neighbors and relatives, it said they rejoiced at the great birth that came because it was a mercy of God, the Bible says. Aren't you glad that he gave you mercy? But there's something that took place we want to go down to because now there's some things happen that we must see here and understand as we move forward as a witness. Verse 59. So it was on the eighth day, say eighth day, we're January 8th, new beginnings, a new reset point, new time that we look at things, that they came to circumcise the child. And they would have called him by the name of his father, Zacharias. His mother answered and said, no, say no. no. He shall be called John. But they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. There's a dispute that came over the name that was going to be named to this child. Mother said, John. Relatives said, no. This was the eighth day. The eighth day that we see that something was going to take place. Now the father, let's look at him just for a moment. Where was the father here at this point in time? He was silent. God has shut his tongue up because of unbelief. There's a lot of people that has unbelief and they wonder why they can't speak out the things that they need to speak out or they can't live the life they get because they're unbelieving. Zacharias did not believe God shut his mouth. Can I put it this way to you? On the eighth day of circumcision, now they come. It's covenant keeping. In other words, it was time for the flesh to be gone and something new to take place. Sensitivity to the things that God has desired for every single one. Eighth new means new beginnings. In other words, no longer the old order. No longer flesh after flesh. This was what was taking place and is what the mother was saying. A dispute among the relatives. How many know sometimes your relatives can dispute over things about you? I don't know if they're called. I don't know if they're called to do this. I don't know. They, they will be just like this. And they try to put you in a box. Try to file you in a file and say, this is who they are. This is what they were doing with John. He's going to be like his daddy. He's going to be the one that's going to go take up the mantle. And he's going to be a high priest and operate like the high priest. But how many knows John was sent from God? A man sent from God. He wasn't going to be just like his daddy. His daddy done what he's supposed to, but he had a destiny to fulfill. Elizabeth said his name is John, not Zacharias after fleshly father. He was sent from God. In other words, he's going to be named what God says he's going to be named. A new name, not after the old. God was going to do a new thing. Say a new thing. A new thing. Aren't you glad for new things? Yes. New beginnings. 
New starting point. Sometimes when we celebrate New Year, sometimes we say, it's a fresh plate, fresh stanza. We can now start with freshness. Then you enter into the new year, you're going, oh, here comes the old. It's wanting to take a hold of me. But notice what happened. Let's go to, if you would please, Isaiah 43. Isaiah 43. Verse 18 and 19. If you want you there, say amen. I'll wait till some others get there. Isaiah chapter 43. Verse 18 and 19. All right, let's hear amen. amen. Thank you. Verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. See, a new thing can't even really be named. It's a thing. It's not been named yet. God hasn't allowed to be revealed yet, but there's something that's getting ready to take place with John. He was named a new name, something that wasn't part of relatives. Relatives one time put you in a box, put you in a zoo. This is what's going to be like. They try to tell you that. Sometimes you want to break out the mold. Wait a minute, I am not like that. I'm not like my daddy on the flesh. Not like my father that's walking around. I'm like God and God's called me. One who sent. Can I tell you you're sent? Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God knows how to make new things and bring them to pass. Praise God. In other words, not a continuation of the old tradition. See, the relatives want to bring up old tradition, old ways of operating and doing. When God is getting ready to do a new thing, do not let anyone anyone tell you that God is not going to name this. God is not going to bring it to pass. God will not do what he said he's going to do. See the old, they want to put you into this box. The relatives want to say, you're going to be like this. You're going to operate like this. You're going to think like this. And God says, I've got a call in your life. You're a new person. You're a new creature. I'm calling you to higher calling, to higher things. Touch your neighbor says, it's time to rise up. up. Now, can I get a witness? In other words, not to be restricted by a name. In other words, what we're going to say. In other words, the saying, Zacharias, Zacharias too. That was a restriction. Ah, uh, yeah, you're Zachary. Yeah, you look like Zachary. Yep. Yeah. No, God says, I've got a special calling for you. Can I tell you, when we started the ministry up here and God gave us the name New Creation Fellowship, New was the beginning point, and it still is new. Something that this community has not seen. It's not like a regular church because we're here to establish some things of what God is wanting to do in this community. First of all, we're establishing some authority. The spirit of the enemy has raged war in long enough, and God says, I've called you as a spirit that comes from me. That you're releasing power, you're releasing authority, you're releasing uh, uh, this area of governance that we can operate for the kingdom of God. We're a witness. We're not a regular church, not restricted by people, nor restricted by tradition. Far too many people wants to put tradition in this. There's some days I come in here and I'm relaxed with just regular clothes. Some days I dress up, not by tradition. When I was growing up, you had to wear a tie and suit and just look at this. When you stand on a pulpit, but God says, I want to reach the world. 
And that's what God is wanting to do, make a witness. People try and fit you in a mold. They tried Elizabeth. Would not let others name the baby, though. Aren't you glad that you can name what God says for your future? Don't let it die. God's got some great mighty things. Man sent from God. John's purpose was a witness. Again, can I get a witness? Go to verse 61, and let's read this verse here. Verse 61. But they said to her, there is no one among your relatives who is called by this name. They reiterated, you're naming him. What? I can't believe you're naming him this. Why are you naming him this? Can I put some emphasis here? There was a spirit of intimidation that was in this chapter. They wanted to intimidate. How many have ever been intimidated by something or somebody? You felt like, I can't do like they do. I can't operate like they do. There's a spirit of intimidation to box John in, to put him in. It says, no one of your relatives is like that. There's some people that's got a sphere of intimidation, maybe from the family or from something that has been in there. But I, can I tell you that God wants to break that sphere of intimidation? Amen. God wants to give you a new beginning today. God wants you to start today. This is a new beginning. I like new beginnings. I like new things. They smell good. They smell different. They operate different. They operate fresh. And God wants to give you a fresh start today. God don't want you to walk out here the same as when you came in. God says, today is a starting point. Today is a day that I've called for you to step into your future, your destiny. Don't let anybody tell you that this is what God wants you to do. They named the name of John embraces the destiny of John. It broke out of old systems and old traditions. It gave him a new name. None like his relatives. None like anybody else have ever had. No other name but John. In other words, not his lineage, but only John. Only John. That's what God wants to give you. Give you a new start, a new beginning, a new way to operate, a new way of thinking. I've got a purpose and a plan for you. You're not like anybody else. Can you say amen? Yeah. <laughs> Can I get a witness? Tell you never says you're not like me. Some of you are probably looking at your neighbor and said, Thank God I'm not like you, and thank God you're not like me. But his spirit of intimidation tries to come in. Kinfolk are the worst. Kinfolk always try to box you and put you in. This is what's going to happen. They try to put you in this area. So this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to take place. They try to name you even. They try to put you in a name because when they name you, says, okay, now we can put this. When they name the church or, or they name the organization, this is the way they're going to operate. This is the way they're going to be. But God gives the church a new name and that name is a name above every name. And he gave it to that we can deliver to those. See, there's no other name where men can be saved, delivered from the things of this world, delivered from sinful action, sinful life. Thank God for the name that he gave us. His name is Jesus. Thank God for that name. There's no other name that he's given us. And John had that name to declare who Jesus was and is. He is the light of the world. Now we can approach the light of God. Thank God we can approach him. 
But what about Zacharias? He was sitting on the sidelines. Mama was doing all the talking. She believed. She prayed for a baby. Her womb was shut up, but God blessed her. <laughs> Let me stop here just ruin it. It's never too late. Let me encourage you. It's never too late. You may think it's gone too far. It'll never happen. Can I tell you, God's still a God of miracles? Yes. He still loves to perform miracles. Change love. I'm a miracle. I was once lost, but now I'm saved. I once was clinging to the things of the flesh, clinging to things of this world, but now I cling to life. His name is Jesus. Yes. Jump down to verse 62, and let's read a few more verses. So they made signs to his father. What he would have him call. And he asked for a writing tablet and wrote saying, his name is John. So they all marveled and immediately, in verse 64, his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke praising God. Let me talk just briefly here, just for a moment. See, God had closed Zachariah's mouth until he got it right. It was a judgment call, but he says, you didn't believe, so I'm going to shut your mouth until you come to the place you believe what I'm doing. He couldn't believe that God could do miracles. He couldn't believe that out of his old body that God can bring new life. Sometimes we think we're too old to do something for God, but can I tell you, shake yourself. You're never too old when God empowers you. God will shut, let me put it this way. He was an unbeliever. He'll shut the unbeliever's mouth. But let me put it to you this way. God will shut your enemy's mouth too. Aren't you glad for that? Yes. He knows how to shut them. He knows how to, ah, there's no more rejoicing than those that once didn't believe, but now they do believe. Because I'm telling you, they will testify. They will declare, this is what the Lord has doing and doing in my life. Zachariah's tongue was loose, though. He spoke. And the Bible says he praised God. Well, can you imagine? God, you give me my tongue back. Thank you, Lord. I praise God, too. He shut my mouth for a while. My wife may rejoice. My kids may rejoice. You're not preaching at me anymore. Uh, don't worry, I'm writing books. <laughs> You're going to read it. His name is John. He said, he spoke when he got it right with God. When he spoke the way that God wanted him to speak, John, that's his name, not Zacharias. Not after me, because he's not going to follow in my footsteps. He's a special person. He's got a God call on his life. He spoke John, and what was he speaking? His John's destiny. A witness, a forerunner, one filled with the Holy Spirit, one that had the spirit of Elijah on him. One that's going to declare, here comes the one, the lamb of God that will take away the sin. He declared it. I must be decreasing that he may increase. That's the way with us. I must decrease that he may increase. This is not about me. This is not about you, but it's about us being a witness about who he is. Yes. 
That's the reason why we can stand on the throne when we round it and we're going to worship him and him only we, we worship. Why not put it into practice now? Praise God. This is what he's doing. Our destiny is not over yet. We still need to fulfill it to be a witness. See, the father finally lined up with his son's destiny. Praise God. We need to line up with what the son's destiny is too in our lives. He's speaking to us. He's speaking his word. His word is great and mighty. His word is true and genuine. His word is speaking to our lives. That's where we get our faith from. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But it's more than just handling the word. We become what the word says we are. Not just a hearer, but a doer of what his word is. It's not time to sit on the sidelines, but it's time to get busy with the things of God. Far too many people have been lax in that area. It's time to just not come in and take it all in, but be what God says. Be the church. Be who he says I am. I'm a child of God. I'm a new person. I'm a new creature in Christ. That's who I am. Praise God. Let me shout just a minute that God has made me somebody new. I'm a new person, new creation. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17. It says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. A lot of people like to quote that. But let's finish the verse. What does it say? It says, every tongue, say every tongue, that rises against you, you shall condemn. You shall condemn. Praise God. Enemy, you've been on my doorstep long enough, and you're not welcome. You're not welcome. Everything that the enemy's been telling you, everything and voices that's been coming to you, I'm telling you, he's been on your doorstep. And I'm telling you, you need to let them know this is what the Lord says, and you need to depart. Yes. Every tongue that has come against you, rises against you, the Bible says, shall be condemned by you and the righteousness God placed in you. That's how it comes about. It's not because you're a special person, but it's because of God's righteousness in you. In that regard, that's what we must understand. They shall be condemned. The enemy may be on your doorstep. You just need to keep walking. Everywhere you go, if you hear the voice of the enemy, you say, wait a minute, I am the righteousness of God. I am a child of God. I'm a new believer. I'm the one that's going to trust in God. You need to reinforce that in your mind. And as you walk out this righteousness, and as you believe the word of God, not just handling it, but taking it in, and it gets a hold of you, you keep watching. All of a sudden, the enemy says, I can't do anything with him. I'm leaving him. See, God will bring about some glory for himself through you. If you allow him to flow through you, praise God. In other words, what do you do? He'll turn them around. Because I want to tell you, as we finish this up this morning, this part of the witness, and let's read some more, verse 65 and 66. Verse 65 says, Then the fear came on all who dwelt around them, and all these sayings were discussed throughout all the hill country of Judea. And all those who heard them kept them in their hearts, saying, What kind of child will this be? And the hand of the Lord was with him. Can I tell you that fear came upon those when they heard Zacharias speak? Wait a minute. He had his mouth shut for all these nine months. All the time that he came out of the temple 
and he wasn't able to speak, had to write it on tablets. And then all of a sudden, when it comes to naming the child, bam, he starts speaking, praising God. A miracle. If you've seen somebody come to church and sit there for month after month, week after week, church servers have churches, not saying a word, not being able to say, but all of a sudden they speak, and you know they had their tongue just tied up, what would you do? What happened to them? Your attention would go to what happened. Notice what happened. The Bible says that the relatives, the neighbors, everyone around them, then fear came on all who dwelt around them. In other words, this fear was reverence. Look what the Lord has done. And what kind of child is this going to be? In other words, those against you will now speak for you. <laughs> I like that. I've had a lot of people say a lot of things. But when God turns the situation around, they said, oh, yeah, I see now. Look what the Lord has done in doing. They may say, you're crazy for walking and doing what you're doing. You've been carrying this babe and it's been not this, and now God gives you the birth, and now you try to name what God says and name it and put a name on this, a title that you can operate for the future, that the destiny that comes around, that's something new, never happened before. This is the year of the witness. Can I get a witness? Amen. Let's do it real loud. Say amen. Amen. That's what we must understand. So be it. I am a witness. I am that one. 2017 is the year of the witness. Acts 8, 1, 8 says, be my witnesses. He's given you a direction. He's given you some, a calling, a purpose. When you lose that purpose, you'll get discouraged. When you lose that vision, you'll get discouraged. But when you can see God, you've called me. No matter where I go, I'm a witness. I'm a witness to what you've done. See, this year, I truly believe those that love the Lord, they are going to witness some things of God in a different way. God, you've never done it like that before. God, you never poured your spirit out like that before. I've always heard about Pentecost, but this is something new, something different. I believe this is a year that God's going to pour out his spirit in such a way there's going to be a revival and it's going to come through the remnants, those that really believe and love the Lord. See, what happens, those of a bird, the feathers flock together. And those that come together and say, I'm part of the remnant of God will flow that. This is the year that I believe God wants to pour out a witness and his lights. See, we live in a dark world right now. Unstable times. Everybody seems to think, well, we're happy. We got a new president going to be elected. He's going to make a difference. Nah. He's going to be just like anybody else. Going to try to figure it out. Without God, those that... <laughs> try to build the house on their own ways, their own terms. God says, unless the Lord builds a house, Amen. unless the Lord builds a house, those that labor, labor what? In vain. In vain. If you're not seeking God and putting God first and allowing him to be first. Now, can God use our new president? Yes. And I pray for him. The best choice he made was when he put pence alongside of him. Right. And hopefully that pence will keep him in the right path. I truly believe this year God is going to perform and do new things that we've never seen, we've never imagined. 
And I believe this is the year, the witness, we're going to witness it. Those that are tuned in, they have their ears tuned in. He that hath an ear, let him hear what saith the Spirit to the church. He that hath an eye, let him see what God is going to do. It's not going to be like in times past. I grew up in a time when everybody seemed to want to go to church. And we got people going to church, but they're just sitting in organizations that some are entertained. Some are getting these words that makes them feel good. Some says, well, I just want to play the music, so I'll just play the music. Some just want to operate in certain. But God says, no more. I'm going to do a new thing. He says, I'm going to pour out his spirit. That pouring out just like, but I, as I've been saying, I believe it's going to be a gully washer. God's just going to say, let's give them all to him. That's the end time revival that God is wanting to pour out in this country, in lives and hearts, in our communities. But God needs a witness. And this is the year for the witness. This is the year for you to declare, to witness what God's doing and say, this is what the Lord is doing. Elizabeth got it right off the bat. She understood. His name's going to be John. This is what God wants. Then the father finally got it right. Family kind of come together. This is his destiny. This is his destiny. I've seen people go over and haggle and, says, and they give their opinions why they want this name and why they want that name. But God gave the name to Jesus as well as to John. A new name. A new name. God wants to give you a purpose and a plan. A witness. But you maybe had the spirit of intimidation. Maybe you've been intimidated by one thing or another. There's some that sit in the church are miserable. You can see it all over their face. They're miserable. They're not in the place where God needs them and wants them to be. They've been searching from here to there. And God says, I've got a place for you. Now is the time. Now is the day. This is a new beginning today, January the 8th, 2017. This is my day that God's given me to make a new beginning. Touch your neighbor and say, it's my day. My day. God's allowed you to be here not by chance, not by circumstance, not because you just got an invitation, not because you just felt like this, but I believe God gave you a word today. And God wants you to leave here knowing that you're going to be a witness to the, everyone that you're going to come in contact. A new believer, a new Christian, cre creation that God has placed within your heart. As they come to the music.